Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Dirt Radio on 3CR Community Radio. We're coming at you live from the studios in Fitzroy um, on the stolen land of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation and we send out respect to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge the important role that all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders play uh, in social and environmental justice issues. So for over 45 years, Friends of the Earth have been mobilising communities to resist neoliberalism and the uh, cronies of capitalism, the big corporate transnational companies who are polluting and destroying our planet and seeking to transform the world into one where economics work not only for the earth, but for the people who inhabit it today. Today we want to uh, talk a little bit about a binding treaty on transnational corporations that ensures that they are required to take part in protecting human rights. Um, There's been a big discussion going on since 2017, a long-sustained campaign to get the United Nations to get a binding treaty up. There are some treaties up already in existence, but a binding treaty would mean that nation states who sign on are required to enforce corporations and all corporations, no matter where they're based, to protect human rights. This comes as in uh, the Netherlands, Milieu Defensie, or Friends of the Earth Netherlands, are taking Shell to court to force them to take action on climate change, like they say they're going to. A little quirk in Netherlands law, or Dutch law, uh, means that people and uh, groups can take corporations to court to make sure that they do what they say, um, holding them to account. Uh, It's a novel idea to make sure that we are getting corporations that are looking after us, not seeking just to make profit at the expense of the climate, at the expense of our rights, and of the expense of the environment. So uh, we'll be listening to a bit of an excerpt from Real World Radio a little later on in the show, and we'll hear um, from someone who's been intimately a part of those negotiations. For now, while I just sort out a technical problem, let's uh, listen to one of my favourite bands from the 90s in Melbourne, Snog. This track's called Corporate Slave, which we don't want to be. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT, Union Carbide, and Exxon. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only
3CR, this is Dirt Radio, your host Phil Evans, joining you on another lovely Tuesday morning in wonderful Melbourne. Um, That was Snog, uh, corporate slave, um, for our show today, talking about a binding treaty to make sure that human rights are protected um, in under international treaty. So I've got a um, exit of an interview that was done on Radio Real World, which is our Friends of the Earth International friend show i suppose <laughs> um so friends of the Earth international have a show called real world radio and if you want to uh, check it out it um streams in english and in spanish as well so you can go to foei.org uh, that's friends of the earth international uh website and you'll see a link to click through and check out all of the wonderful work that real world radio does um and while you're downloading podcasts don't forget to go to 3cr.org.au you where you can subscribe subscribe to 3CR and become a member and a supporter and a decision maker in wonderful community radio. So jump on and while you're there, download all of the Dirt Radio podcasts and enjoy the show. So the global campaign to dismantle corporate power um, has been organizing, especially in the last month. Um, in Geneva, in Switzerland, um, around activity for the framework for the United Nations to insist the need for a new treaty that allows to take corporations that violate human rights to justice and for it to be binding on signatory states. The different social movements and organisations from all five continents um, are taking part in the global campaign and they warn about the pressure Uh, at the UN to implement voluntary mechanisms which have proven to be inefficient to combat the abuses perpetrated by transnational corporations. The campaign is working towards a binding treaty on transnational corporations and human rights under negotiations and has been negotiated at the United Nations since 2014. So quite some time now. Um, Last month, Uh, There was a session held by civil society groups um, at the United Nations Rights Council at the Palais des Nations in Geneva, the headquarters of the organisation. And Real World Radio interviewed Alberto Villarreal of Friends of the Earth International, who took part in those uh, workshops and has been following the negotiations carefully as they unfold. The purpose of the activity was mainly to, well, to put on the table and uh, taking taking into consideration that all hum, that the uh, all human rights people within governments are here for the for the human rights council session no? to make uh, visible the fact of the negotiations of the upcoming negotiations of a binding treaty on transnational corporations and. Uh, and human rights. No? Uh, in effect, in this session, w- one of the segments of the discussions would be a report presented by the experts group working on the on the guiding principles, the voluntary principles on human rights and, and business, no? which is uh, sort of competing with uh, this new initiative on a binding international instrument 
on human rights and transnational corporations. And uh, the thing that the, this expert group is doing is kind of moving uh, backwards, really, rather than moving forward, no? uh, in terms of, of uh, addressing the issue of uh, access to access to justice and remedy. No, while we are speaking of binding regulations and binding 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 laws and, and regulations for 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 transnational corporations no they are, they are now talking and they're asking the the human the human rights council and the office of the high commissioner of human rights no to continue uh, doing researching and doing report now on non-judicial mechanisms for access to justice and and redress of affected communities. No, while we are asking for no judicial binding mechanisms. No, so it's kind of they're, they're, while they're going backwards, we're we're emphasizing the need for for a judicial and binding mechanisms for for access to justice and redress. No, so that was that was mainly the point. No, we had a we we had a, a panel. A very good panel of people, including leaders from the international services, public services international, no, uh, the international labor unions, uh, off involved in public services, from Industrial, a globe, the global union of industrial workers in the world, and uh, as well uh, from the movement of affected peoples by dams in Brazil as well of Via Campesina in Brazil. From uh, FIAN International, their officer, the main, main officer, the, the senior officer here in, in Geneva, and myself in representation of Friends of the Earth International. The European Union insists, let's say, on, on, on the fact that the, the, the guiding principles, the voluntary principles, guiding principles, no, are still the, what they call the author, authoritative framework on business and, and human rights, no? and uh, they question uh, still the need for binding regulations, and they question the process in which they, in which uh, these negotiations are are happening. No, they question the the leadership of Ecuador, no, uh, of the the working group as well, no. So they are uh, kind of putting, trying to put sticks in the wheels of the process all the time. No, that said, I mean it is interesting to note. However, no, that member states within the European Union are actually advancing no, in their national legislation with interesting, with interesting stuff. No, in France, you know, there is now legislation on, on uh, the, duty, the duty of care of, of, of companies. No, I mean still limited things. No, but the steps taken in the right direction. No? So the, uh, the European Union is not uh, a single voice. So, I mean, when we are here, we're trying to talk also to member states of the European Union no? to, to make sure that, I mean, I mean, at least that some more progressive states within the European Union can pull the string, so to say, of the European Union so that it takes a, on a better stance on, on these discussions, no? instead of what has been happening all through the last three years. Well, we, we consulted, we, we talked with uh, as many government delegations as we could on their participation on those consultations and the, their commitment to the forthcoming process. No, well, there's still a, a fourth consultation on July 11th, no, and the 
to which to which extent they they are participating in those consultations in their national capitals i mean to which extent are there uh, not only their foreign relations ministries but other ministries that uh, must have an interest in in this process and which certainly have an interest in this process no to which extent uh, they are kind of a uh, putting their heads into this and preparing for the October session of the work in of the intergovernmental working group when negotiations will start and interesting interestingly you know some of the delegations with whom we talked from especially from Europe you know were not very happy about the the, the way that the consultations have have been going on no and uh, apparently claiming that or still demanding that uh, a new resolution would be needed no to go ahead with the with the process no which is what the European Union insisted on in the third consultation which you mentioned where our comrade Anne van Schaik was there nevertheless there is a different accents on that regard, no? I mean, we spoke to the Russian delegation, for example, and they said, well, no, we don't think there's a need for a new resolution. We just need clarity about the way forward. I mean, the mandate of the res- of the resolution is clear, no? Uh, we just need clarity of the way forward, no? How the, how the negotiations will be set up, no? And what's the format of those negotiations, etc. No? So, yeah, there's the, the, interestingly, I mean, we know there are uh, the European Union does, uh, speaks here with one voice, no? but uh, there's differences uh, with, uh, within the European Union, within the member states of the European Union, no? and uh, other European states as well. No? So, and we try to talk to those to those differences no? to make sure that uh, to or to try at least to, to the participation of the European Union is uh, on more uh, positive terms. Also, acknowledging obviously that uh, it is in, for the benefit of the treaty that will be negotiated at the end, no, that the host, the, the home countries of transnational corporations are part of the treaty, no, so that it really is effective because, I mean, in the end, it will only, it will be, it will be binding for those countries that sign on, sign on it, no, so if there's no countries, uh, home countries from transnational corporations, okay, it will be difficult to implement it, no, because they, they they won't be bound by the by the standards and the clauses of of the binding treaty. It's clear. That's clear cut. Really, no? that's what the, what the this uh, this whole process is about. No, I mean to make sure that states close the existing loopholes that give impunity to corporations. No, instead of open new loopholes and giving new privileges to corporations. No, and that's what all about what the, the the participation of the global campaign and Friends of the Earth International is about uh, in this regard. No, I mean certainly we all agree that uh, the main or one of the main objectives of this whole process is to to, to grant effective justice and remedy uh, for affected peoples and persons. No, by by human rights violations by transnational corporations. No, but that won't happen unless we close all those loopholes that allow transnational corporations to avoid avoid the uh, justice no so and including for example the fact that the, that these corporations no and the, and in the national the home countries of those corporations can say okay no well i have no jurisdiction of your over your case uh, for example, in, in the case of Chevron, no, they say, well, no, no, this was Chevron Ecuador, which is a different company than Chevron in the United States, which is the home state. No, I mean they have 
they have 150 different <laughs> different identities wherever they they operate. No, so and the and the United States tribunals can say no, we 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 have no jurisdiction because your claims are have to do with with another company which is not Chevron but the Chevron Ecuador which is a different company. No, when we all know, I mean that the decisions of Chevron Ecuador are taken in by Chevron America. I mean in the United States. No, so it is very important for governments to 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 close, for example, that that very big gap which is normally called the the corporate veil. No, we need to uh, to lift. Governments need to lift that corporate veil so that the uh, corporate structure of, of whatever company is investing in whatever country is known, and who are the effective decision makers. So that the responsibilities uh, can be established no whenever there's a, there are violations and and the responsible directors and responsible companies must be, be brought to justice and made accountable for their for their wrongdoings real world radio broadcasting three words building popular communications by foi A big shout out to our international friends, friends of the Earth International Show, Real World Radio, who did that interview with Alberto Villarreal um, from Friends of the Earth International about a binding treaty on transnational corporations to respect and deliver human rights to people working for people and planet, not for profits. Seems simple, and I'm sure many of you out there agree. You're on 3CR listening to Dirt Radio. Back in a second. Hello, this is Dan Salton, and you're listening to 3CR Blackfellow Radio, Melbourne. Of course, at Friends of the Earth, there's always so much coming up to do, many ways to get involved. Um, big shout out to anyone who was at our Get Boop Done training this weekend. Um, it was really great to hang out with all these new and emerging and experienced activists and talk about how we get stuff done at Friends of the Earth, uh, organizing community actions, creative community actions, and the ideas that flowed from that event were really inspiring. And it's the thing that keeps me going as an activist is seeing new people grow, develop, and realize their potential and understand their power to speak truth to power. So, coming up at Friends of the Earth, there's lots of exciting events coming up. I just wanted to let you know about a fundraising film night, raising money for our Strezlecki Koala action team, um, protecting koalas who are on a a scary path um, towards uh, being threatened and endangered in so many places around the country, but also extinction within the next century. So, it's so important that we support this important work. Uh, so there is a fundraising film night, um, Who Bombed Judy Barry? So many people would have heard about the Rainbow Warrior bombing back in 1985, the French government blowing up Greenpeace's ship in a New Zealand port. Absolutely shameful, horrible stuff. But you might not have heard of the story of um, Judy Barry, Earth First activist, who back in 1990, um, along with her uh, partner, uh, was a uh, bombed in their car, um, which is really, really scary and awful. Unfortunately, Judy passed away back in 1997, but survived the bombing. Um, And the FBI tried to frame her and her friend for actually perpetrating the bomb. The people who actually planted the bomb have never been caught. 
Um, and it is a really, really interesting story that um, any activist working should check out to understand the ways that um, the state can persecute activists. Um, of course, many, many different ways uh, around the world that that is happening. But in Australia, we're pretty lucky, but we should be aware and always keeping an eye out for what is going on around comrades around the world. So this is a good opportunity to find out a little bit about the history. Who bombed Judy Barry? That is on at Friends of the Earth on the 2nd of August on Friday night between 7 and 10 o'clock. So get on down to the Yami Lester room where there is a lovely cinemarette to watch that on. Um, thanks for bearing with me today. Um, we're talking about the Binding Treaty on Transnational Corporations earlier in the show. Check it out on a podcast. Um, I've got to get out of here. I'm already running late. So coming up next is the Corey Survival Show. Um, and to take us out, let's listen to a little bit of Patty Smith. Um, as we all know, people have the power. See you later.